There it is, opening round, opening bell, punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos al hígado, when in doubt, stick it out, protect yourself at all times, folks. Here we are, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, here with Rick Prado. Rick, episode 14, the real championship rounds. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? You know, excited to be here. You know, finally we're starting to get into some of the good fights that uh, we've been waiting for. You know, through this pandemic and uh, from now to the end of the year, you know, the good fights are going to be there. That's a good point. I mean, oh, the car that we've been talking about, you know, I've been calling out, I know, for a while, the September 26th, right, mm-hmm. with loaded with fights. One fight may have dropped out, but that doesn't mean the card is still not stacked and loaded. So you're right. After this weekend, it's almost like every other weekend we start to build up. Obviously, the Santa Cruz fight, the Teofimo Lopez fight. So we're finally at, I mean, there's only three months left in the year. Well, there's going to only be three months left in the year. So it's got to happen, right? Yeah, no, October, November especially are going to be action-packed. Yeah, 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 man. So we definitely got that coming up. We we talked last week that we're going to be covering um, Saturday's fight card. Of course, that's with the Charlo brothers. Uh, that's with uh, Brandon Figueroa, the Heartbreak Kid, um, John Real Casamayor, Louis Neary. Of course, Danny Roman, one of our favorite fighters. So we're going to be breaking that down, Rick. Yeah, no, yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, you know, we're going to give everybody our predictions for the fight. Yep. How we expect everything to go, and uh, yeah, some good in-depth analysis. That's right. We got that going on. Of course, we had some. Uh, I, I hate to say fights, but there was some boxing. Matches that took place over the weekend. We'll talk about a few yeah. of them. I mean, some of them I thought were pretty entertaining. The main events, one specifically, I'm not even, we'll talk about it later, yeah. but it literally put me to sleep. Yeah, so it, it, me as well. Yeah, and then that, literally, I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating, right? And we didn't even plan it. We were talking about it before the podcast doing our planning, mm-hmm. and it, 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 you know, put us to sleep. How bad is that? Um Couple things, right? Uh, I got my ring special edition of Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. magazine in the mail this week. Yeah, re- uh, really nice looking magazine. You know, nice cover. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, Pacquiao definitely one of my favorites. Um, I didn't say that for me, yeah. right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say he's one of my favorites. Yeah. And now that being said, right. Just because he's not my favorite doesn't mean that I don't respect Manny Pacquiao as a fighter, right? Uh, absolutely, right? Record for the number of divisions that he's won championships in, right? From straw weight all the way to, I think, junior middleweight, right? Yeah. Uh, when he beat Antonio Margarito. Absolutely nuts. Um, is he a freak of nature? Or is he, is, are there other reasons why he's continuing the sustainability at his age? Right. Yeah. You know, um, definitely, you know, something to, you know, definitely suspicious. Um, but uh, we really don't have much to kind of base it on. I'm, I agree with you, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to throw stuff out there. Obviously, it was the Thurman fight where he didn't, you know, submit to the VADA testing, uh-huh. but yet he's never failed any drug testing. Look, mm-hmm. I get it, folks. It's just that fighters at that age and that weight, other than heavyweights, it's difficult to continue to. Um, to dominate and compete at the highest level. 
That being said, okay, let's just put all that aside. Manny Pacquiao, there's one fight that we want, okay? It's not the Terrence Crawford fight. Let him fight Cal Brook, right? Let that fight set up. Let it marinate. We want Mikey Garcia. It's the only fight that makes sense. It's his size, right? Literally, it's his size. In fact, I think they may be pretty close to the right size. Right size also in the their actual um, the magnitude of who they are, right? Both of them A side fighters, right? You could make the case in this fight that Manny's probably the A side, but what would you know? What's uh, uh, Mikey Garcia A minus? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and there's been a lot of talk. I think re- even recently, uh, Eddie Hearn's been talking about getting that fight put together. And, um, you know, Mikey Garcia recently did an interview where he said he'd even be willing to go to the Philippines. I don't recommend that. Yeah. You know, because you're yeah. not going to win a decision in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he'd be willing to go out there and even fight Manny Pacquiao. And I'll tell you what, if Mikey Garcia is willing to go to the Philippines, I'm willing to go and watch it. Yeah. We'd have to get, obviously, we had Mikey Garcia maybe here in studio. Maybe we're a little partial uh-huh. to it. But I'll tell you what, I know what he's saying. What Mikey Garcia is trying to say is, right, um, it, it, the Fresno State coach used to say yeah. that in football, right? Anywhere, any place, yeah. anytime is yeah. what he's basically. They almost beat USC that year with Reggie Bush. That's what Mikey Garcia is saying, right? And I love it. Yeah, that's the only fight we want to see. So I haven't read through. I'm not even sure if I'm going to read through the magazine, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I probably will because of what we do. So I need to be somewhat informed. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a huge Manny Pacquiao fan, but I respect yeah. him as a fighter, Rick. So there you go. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, he's he's a legend. He's done a lot. You know, um, you know, and until the, you know they prove it otherwise, you know, he he, I, my one of my favorite fights was him and Hatton. Sure. You know, it yeah. was. Uh, yeah. He destroyed Hatton. Yeah, he destroyed Hatton. Yeah, he destroyed Hatton. <laughs> I mean, uh, you just like the songs, right? Yeah. There's only one. I look. I get it. Again, I'm not even going to go into that. I just find it odd that at that age, that weight, whatever. But I'll tell you what. Okay, mm-hmm. I would change my mind. If he took the fight with Mikey Garcia, yeah, fight Mikey Garcia, that fight will generate more revenue or just as much as any opponent. Okay, yeah, it will. Now you know you could say yeah, Conor McGregor, but that's a farce. Okay, that'll that may generate more money, but that's a farce. That's not a real boxing match. Like I really want to see the contest between Mikey and Manny Pacquiao. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's what boxing needs and. I definitely think it'll happen probably first half of 2021. I hope so. Hopefully in front of fans, right? If it's not in the Philippines, maybe it's in Vegas. Maybe it's at the new, uh, what is the place called here in L.A. where the Raiders and the Rams play? Uh, Not Raiders and Rams, the Rams and the Chargers. Is it SoFi Stadium? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched any football Uh that tells you everything you need to know. About this, me. This, the stadium looks nice. You know, yeah, the, stadium, the stadium does look yeah. nice. So there you have it, okay? But it looks really cool. Can't wait. I'll tell you one of the things, okay? I did open up the magazine. There is a new book coming out on Hector Macho Camacho. Okay. Then that comes out on October 1st. So I've, I got that out of the magazine already. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to order it. It comes out on October 1st. Um, I think you turned right there to it, right? Macho time. Yeah, macho time. You know, the thing is, right, is that he was almost like um, a Floyd Mayweather, but early, right? Yeah. Flamboyant, talking. It was as much about the show and everything about it. And people would watch Camacho fights as much to watch him lose uh, versus just watching the fight, right? Yeah, you know, probably the first guy that came up with this, you know, 
trunks all cut up and yes. you know didn't look like yes. regular boxing trunks. Yeah. Um, you know, he had that little curl in the front. Yep. People wanted to knock yep. the curl off. That's right. But but you know the thing is like all fighters, right? And then tragically, right, how he died, how he yeah. passed away. But but like but he had a story, right? Mm-hmm. He had a story. This wasn't somebody who was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. This was somebody who was born out of poverty, right? Yeah. Like a lot of fighters and he was hungry. And so regardless of whether or not we agree with the flamboyant nature of him, mm-hmm. you can't put aside the fact that he was one hell of a fighter, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. of a boxer. Yeah. Right. You know, hell of a fighter, you know, um, you know, and just a, a, a character, almost like yeah. a, almost like a, in wrestling. When yes. You've got different characters. That that was his trademark. That's what, uh, you know, he did and uh, probably wasn't exactly the way he put himself out there mm-hmm. uh, where. But it worked for him. It got him paid, you know, kind of a Floyd Mayweather type where. You know, Mayweather's probably not as bad a guy as he puts himself out there to look like. He's not. Yeah. He's not. I told you. I mean, yeah. evidently, if he did or he didn't, yeah. but I think he did, paid for uh, Chicanito, mm-hmm. um, his funeral, his funeral yeah. right? And I believe it. Yeah. Why Why would we not, right? Yeah. But when you look, right, when you look at, um, uh, you know, Hector Macho Camacho, and the he fought Freddie Roach, by the way. Mm-hmm. So that that in itself, yeah. right? He beat he beat Freddie Roach back in the day. Uh, these are fighters that he has beaten, okay? Fighters that he has fought, that he beat, Cornelius Boza Edwards beat him, Howard Davis Jr. beat him, Ray Mancini, right? Vinny Pazienza, when Vinny Pazienza was actually uh, um, a super lightweight, right? Before he ballooned up and fought Roy Jones as a a middleweight. Tony the Tiger Baltazar, right? Now, Mm -hmm. trust me, these are guys back in the day that were considered amongst the very best. Lost to Greg Hagen in 91, beat Greg Hagen in the rematch three months later, okay? Uh, lost, and then then he lost to Julio Cesar Chavez. Lost to Felix Trinidad, right? I mean, this guy's fought everybody, man. Uh, right? Didn't he fight uh, Sugar Ray? He beat Sugar Ray. Yeah, he he, Sugar he's, Ray at the he, very he, end. He was the very end. I don't count those as you know, <laughs> but 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 I get it. Okay, yeah. you know my our friend Goyo from the Hill says you gotta count them if they fought them. Yeah. Just like I don't count Larry Holmes and Mike Tyson or Larry Holmes and and Muhammad Ali, right? That's yeah. just a whole different deal to me, but. Um, Hector Camacho fought a who's who. He fought Oscar De La Hoya, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody. He fought Roberto Duran, yeah. okay, and beat Roberto Duran if you, if you want to call that. Anyways, um, fought La, uh, Ramon Campos, Yori Boy. I'm gonna order that book. I'm I'm very interested to see Macho Camacho's life and how he got to this point. Yeah, definitely. It'll it'll be a good read and. Uh... You know, I'm, I'm very interested in reading that. Absolutely. All right, Rick, let's take a break, and then let's come back with the boxing news. We'll get caught up on the fights, and then we'll get to, of course, we got the stat of the week. Yeah. That doesn't go away. And then uh, main segment today is we're going to break down the fights for the 26th so that all the boxing fans can get caught up on that card, who we have as winners, and we'll see where it goes from there. Don't forget, you got any feedback for us? Counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com. Rick, by the way, um, we have been approved and should be posted soon on Amazon Podcast. Oh, wow. So that's, that's, pretty, big, that's pretty big news. They just started doing podcasts. Pretty excited about that. So there you have it, folks. We'll be right back in just a bit. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Fonzo Ruiz. Rick Prado. I tell you what, man, we start talking about some of the old school guys like Hector Camacho and we could just keep going. But uh, 
We may have to. Um, I am going to order the book, and we'll have to read it. And we may have to talk about. It. We may have to feature like, uh, you know, one of the fighting legends, right? Yeah. And just maybe talk about their career and kind of what they did. And mm-hmm. they, he's he's one of those guys, man. Yeah. No. No. Right. Definitely. You know, they, you know, we could make it into a segment where you know once a week we feature one of these guys and uh, tell our stories that we remember of them and yeah uh, stories that you know we we look up and we're able to find. Yeah, I mean, and again, I mean, he he fought. He was a who's who of who mm. he fought, right? Yeah. If he was around today, can you imagine the millions yeah. of revenue that he would generate because well, of who he was and how? And, and that guy was talented, yeah. He, right? More than likely, he'd be with PBC and he'd be thirty-five and zero, <laughs> 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 and, and not not and not fought any of those guys. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Only fighting uh, fighters that were beatable, yeah. right? That were within the PBC. Mm. And that goes for anybody. Though. Yeah. That goes for any of them. Same thing if he was with Golden Boy or yeah. Top Rank, right? He'd be on ESPN, et cetera. Yeah. I just picture him more PVC than any of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> He's not signing with Oscar. No, no, probably not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're a- you're absolutely right. And, of course, he fought Oscar De La Hoya, yeah. right? All right. So let's talk boxing news, Rick. There was a couple of cards um, this weekend and a couple other things going on with other fights. So let's get Mm -hmm. into it. So yeah, a couple of cards. We'll start with the uh, Showtime uh, card. Um, It was Erickson, the hammer Lubin. He won, (laughs) he won a 12 round unanimous decision over Terrell Geisha. I believe. And uh, Sunday night, the Mohegan sun in the bubble uh, in Connecticut. Uh, it was just, it, I watched the first four or five rounds and I, I didn't make it to the end. Here's the thing, right? I mean, I was excited, actually looking forward to this fight, Mm -hmm. right? Um, hammer time, right? The hammer Lubin. Yeah. Right. There was no hammer, Rick. Yeah, there was no hammer. There was no hammer in that toolbox. And, you know, it, it was a great kind of buildup. The Showtime did a good job of building up his story. You know, he was an undefeated fighter, probably fought. Charlo way too soon. Which we've said. We've you said know. that on this podcast. And I then, thought he fought him too soon. And then, you know, he gets knocked out in the first round. Yeah. And uh, so I was I was waiting to see, you know, how well the fight. You know, there was even a good backstory on um, on his opponent. And uh, so I was like, oh, I was really interested in this fight. And just, it was a snooze fest. It, it was, um, it was one of the most. It was one of the most atrocious, boring mm-hmm. fights that I've ever seen. You know, they say, you know, it's like watching paint dry, right? Yeah. There's a number of other activities that I would have preferred watching. Yeah. I fell asleep as well, okay? I literally fell asleep. I woke up in the ninth round to catch um, Geisha, Gauche, actually landing that right hand mm-hmm. and hurting him in the tenth round. And then there was some punches thrown. I don't even I don't even want to say the action started. Yeah. Because action that's relative to how boring <laughs> it was up to that point, right? Uh-huh. And so, you know, and then of course, right, I'm reading afterwards that Lubin says he needed one more minute, one more minute, and he would have taken him out. Right. Yeah. We didn't need one more minute. One more minute, right? And I would have, you know, I I would have jumped in, in thorn bushes. Yeah. If I had to watch that again. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it was rough. You know, it, it, there was a lot of buildup. You know, I, th- I thought it was a good telecast. It, it was just, it, it the fight was just disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you know. now, again, those last three rounds, when they finally started to open up a bit, here's the thing, mm-hmm. okay? Erickson Lubin is not marketable. Yeah, he's no. just not, okay? Even though, whatever, maybe he had some good wins before, he's not the same 
And there is nothing about that fight that wants me, if he wins, or I'm sorry, if Charlo wins, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about that in the next segment, yeah. against uh, Jason Rosario, okay? And, and there's already talk that yeah. he's supposed to fight the winner of that fight. That's my point, it's like, okay? I don't want to see that fight. Yeah. There's nothing about that <laughs> performance that tells me that I want to see that fight. And here's the thing. Why does Erickson Lubin deserve that? Yeah. That fight. There's a number of other. You know who I'd rather see? I'd rather see Tim Zhu. Yeah, no, de- definitely. Fight Charlo. There's, there's other. Um, Liam fighters. Smith. You know, I, I get it. He was probably too young to take that fight, but you know what? This time he gets knocked out in the fifth or the sixth. I I don't even remember punches being thrown. Yeah. I literally was watching that fight, <laughs> and I dozed off, mm-hmm. and it was like one round repeated. Nine times, yeah. right? Imagine you bringing a friend over, Rick, who wants to get into boxing. They're like, hey, man, I want to get into boxing. Yeah. Is there any fights? Oh, yeah, watch this kid, Erickson Lubin, right? He got knocked out four fights ago, but he's on his way up. Watch. that that You just lost a boxing fan forever. Forever, yeah. yeah they're going to go over and watch UFC. Oh, my gosh, yes, because <laughs> for, for them, it's like, hey, at least it's only five rounds, right? Yeah. Even though it's five minutes, 25 minutes to 36 I'm sorry, man, but that fight was atrociously boring. No, yeah, it was it was, it was pretty bad. Right? Yeah. Only I, I don't even want to say only boxing fans would would mm-hmm. sit through that. We didn't. Yeah, no, we literally no. fell asleep. So there you go. There's our take of the of the Erickson Lubin. Yeah, now I, I'm gonna tell you, um, the highlight of the day for me Saturday because the other fight uh, wasn't all that much better either. Uh, the Pedraza and uh, yeah. Molina? Yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not for all those guys. And, you know, yeah. they're, they're not going to beat the best at 140, okay? No. That, that's just not going to happen. Um, so let's get past that. Jerron Enos, Jerron Boots Enos, very impressive. Very impressive. Um, yes, you know, beating he, Abreu. Yeah. So, you know, definitely a good up-and-coming fighter. You know, lo- love to see him, uh, you know, get put in against some tougher competition. Yeah. Um, I think it's about time. Yeah, and I think, uh, and by the way, the highlight of that fight for me was, uh, I think in the fifth round, he drops Abreu, mm-hmm. and Abreu goes down, you know, completely flat on his back, gloves out, right? Yeah. And then didn't get up exactly like The Undertaker, where he gets up like at a 90 degree angle, yeah. but he just like popped right up, right? <laughs> at the count of seven or eight. Yeah. And then the round ended, and he gave him a big FU yeah. in the middle of the, you know, uh, after the bell rang, and it was almost. Almost pandemonium uh, a la Drago and Rocky uh-huh. after, I think, the second round, wasn't it? Uh-huh. When that was, by the way, you know, as far as like chaos in the middle of rounds, nothing can top Drago, Rocky at the end of round two. No, um, you know, Duke comes in with that sponge. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that big yeah, car washing right. sponge. That's right. That we haven't seen since then. Since the 70s. But, we haven't seen that you know, since the 70s. He's, he's slopping around <laughs> that water all over the ring. You know, I, I, I never got it. That's right. What was that sponge for, anyways? Uh, just, just to Did throw it, water around. Yeah. What people. was that sponge? Yeah. You're right. Even today, even back then, I don't remember anybody with that big of a sponge in the corner. Yeah. No. Right. No. It... Well, yeah, but okay, we almost had that. Yeah. In the uh, in the in the uh, Jaron Enos and Abreu because Abreu and in the you know while it's on Showtime, I guess you can cuss and use swear words on mm-hmm. Showtime, but he clearly said. F you, right? Can <laughs> you tried to go after him after yeah. he had been knocked down, right? Yeah. Well, see, that's the good thing about not having any fans in the in the in the stands. You, right. You can hear everything. That's what I loved yeah. about it, right? I said, "Man, this is awesome." But then he got knocked down again, and then he got up, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was done. But I'll tell you, very impressed. Now, here's the dilemma. 
for uh, Boots Enos, right, mm -hmm. is that he is not, even though he was on Showtime, uh -huh. you would think, well, hey, he's right in the mix for welterweight, right? Yeah. That's where they all hang out. No, sir. He's an independent. No. That just made it on the card. Yeah. So he's not affiliated with any of these guys. Yeah, unfortunately, he's probably right? going to have to get locked into one of those deals. Yes. A three or four, four fight deal, you know, with the PBC just mm -hmm. to kind of, you kind of almost have to sign with PBC if you're a welterweight. Uh-huh. You know, they have them all. They do. So he's not. So that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, right? I'll tell you the Lubin, uh, the Lubin Gauche fight, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if there's a newborn and you needed it, but that's why I recorded it, right? <laughs> Use it as a, as a sleeping aid oh, yeah. or, or torture. Yeah, or torture, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you, if you was there even it. punches landed in rounds one <laughs> through nine? It was, it was pretty rough to watch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then again, to hear him afterwards. All right, so let's move on. Yeah. That was the weekend. Hence why we're so excited about this we weekend's We're excited cards. about this weekend. Yeah. Not much happened last weekend. Um, you know, we, we do have a few uh, fights that uh, are either done or pretty much done. Uh, yeah. Devin Haney, Yorkis Gamboa. Yeah. November seventh on the zone. This might it's only interesting probably because really Devin Haney hasn't fought anybody yet. Yeah. You know, and, and Yorkus Gamboa yeah. at least has a name, you know, was a decent prospect ten yeah. years ago. One time, yeah. You know, but uh And gave know. and you just gave Gervonta Davis, right? Yeah. Uh, uh you know, it was it was competitive, right? Mm -hmm. Not as competitive as a lot of people thought, so he he surprised people. Okay. Devin Haney, by the way was beat in the amateurs. Guess who beat Devin Haney in the amateurs? Ruben Villa. Ruben Villa? That's right. Okay. That's exactly right. The guy, yeah. and I reached out to Ruben Villa's people, by the way. I haven't heard back from them to see if we can get them on the show because uh -huh. Ruben Villa, of course, is going to fight Emmanuel Navarrete coming up in a couple weeks. Guess who else Ruben Villa beat? In the, in the, uh, Villa, Ruben Villa, two-time National Golden Gloves, which uh -huh. a lot of people seem to forget. Well, if he beat Haney, then he probably beat Ryan Garcia. No, he did not beat Ryan oh, Garcia. Oh, he did not beat Ryan Garcia. No, but he is in that he is okay. in that same genre, and we've covered him. He beat Shakur Stevenson. Okay. Okay. So that's the guy you're doubting, uh -huh. but yet a heck of a boxing pedigree. Yeah. So sorry, I had to, I had to plug that since you mentioned Devin Haney. Yeah. So oh no, yeah, interesting. You know, I I still have Navarrete win that. Yeah, I know yeah. easily too. Yeah, easily. Too. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And I and I'm gonna tell you something. I have Ruben Villa winning. Easier than I thought before. Easier than yes, you easier. Oh, wow. I thought he was going to win before. Uh -huh. Now, right with those boxing skills, I'm telling you, I'm very really wrong. So I got Via. I got Villa? I got Ruben okay. Via. Yeah. All right, we'll break that down as you know. The closer we get, and uh, you know, I'll I'll come with my points. And hopefully, they get back to us. I I uh, you know reached out to his folks, uh -huh. and then hopefully we can get Ruben Via even just for ten minutes, just uh -huh. to kind of hear him out and, and and see how he's doing. Yeah. What else going on, Rick? Um, okay, DAZN uh, announced today that they will show the uh, Chavez Arce three exhibition fight. Um, they'll also show the uh, Chavez Junior. Yeah. Uh, this will be this Friday, uh, September twenty fifth, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, DAZN will show that uh, Chavez Junior is now the main event. Chavez Senior uh, says he gets nervous when he when he's watching his son's fight. So. Yeah. No way he would be able to fight after his son fought. So he's, he's they're switching yeah. it around. What's okay? So a couple things. One, a good that they're doing it on the twenty uh fifth -huh. because nobody would have watched it on the twenty sixth. No, and any fight fan worth their salt, yeah. we're all watching the Charlo brothers and Danny mm -hmm. Roman 
and and everybody else that's fighting on that particular day, right? Yeah. But um, the other thing is, remember I told you, if you wanted to see that fight, you went to superboletos. Yeah, superboletos.com. Dot, dot com, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. And that was for like a hundred and whatever. What did I say? hundred seventy-five yeah. bucks. So what did they work out with the zone, right? <laughs> to show it that. And and yeah. by the way, I'm gonna have to check. You know, do we have to pay anything extra to the zone <laughs> to watch that loaded yeah. card? Yeah, I, I, right? I don't believe so. Um, but yeah, you, you, this just has the feel of okay, if the zone is backing Chavez Jr. Yeah, he's gonna get one more big fight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In 2021. Is. And the reason he's going to get a big fight is because there's still an interest in uh-huh. watching Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight. Yeah. There absolutely is. How could there not be? Again, it, De La Hoya, like I said, yeah. that's the fight that you and I called. Mm-hmm. De La Hoya and Chavez Jr. would be the, one of the biggest fights yeah. that we would see. And it would generate more, probably more revenue than even some of these best fighters mm-hmm. that actually are still skilled. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to get. Uh, you know, the other fight that we may see is uh, Sergio Martinez, Chavez Jr. Might be. Oh, yeah, easily. You know, it, easily. It, it easily. definitely could happen, you know, 2021. And, yeah. and I would hate to, I wouldn't even say Chavez Jr. has to win this fight to get yeah. those fights. No, but he will, by the way. He's, yeah, he's he fighting. Will. He's yeah. fighting somebody who's a complete setup. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he may as well be. I'm surprised I didn't get the call. Yeah. Surprised <laughs> I didn't get the call and say, are you available? And I was available, by the yeah. way, at a catch weight, of course, yeah. which they would have agreed to. Um that's cool. And, and I told you, remember, the fight was in question mm-hmm. because the weight and whatever. Both of those guys need a paycheck, okay? Yeah. Okay, and, and, give and, me a break. And, All right? you know, if Chavez Jr. is supposed to come in at 173, yeah. he'll, be, he'll come in 178. Right. You know, it, it just that's what Chavez Jr. does. No, that's exactly yeah. right. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to other actual boxing news. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else you got? There's talk of uh, Jacobs and Gabriel Rosado. Yeah. Uh, that, that looks like it's going to be... Um, there was a, there was talk of Jacobs and and John Ryder. Yeah, but uh, it looks like uh, Gabriel Rosado is the more likely opponent. And I'm going to tell you something, okay? Um, we're fans of Gabriel Rosado, mm-hmm. right? For a couple reasons. Number one, he came out in Rocky, right? He came out in Creed. Yeah, people forget. Creed. Yeah, he came out in the first Creed. But really, right? He's a very entertaining fighter. You know what you're getting with Gabriel Rosado, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to get. An, a, a Lubin Geisha. <laughs> a Lubin, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have gotten that with Gabriel Rosado. Yeah. No. It may have been over early. Maybe. So, again, uh, he also opened up his own boxing gym uh, here in downtown L.A. Okay. Out in Southern California. So that's cool, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, I'm a big Gabriel Rosado fan. He's been calling out Daniel Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I agree with his assessment of how J- Daniel Jacobs kind of rose to stardom and rose to opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, guys like Gabriel Rosado, who fought fighters just as good, if not better, haven't had that same opportunity. So I like that. Yeah, no, definitely be an I interesting like it. fight. You know, I'd like I'd like to see it. Hopefully, you know, it'll it'll get done before the end of the year. You know, it'll probably more like Jacobs is a zone fighter. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's probably where it'll end up. I like that fight. Yeah. I, I really do. That's a that's a fight fans fight. Okay. Yeah. We know who Gabe Rosado is. We know who Daniel Jacobs is. And we know it's gonna be a fight. Jacobs is gonna try and outbox him, fight him from the outside, mm-hmm. and Rosado's gonna try to turn that into a war. Yeah. I like it. No, yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting fight, and I think Gabriel Rosado is going to give us more than Chavez Jr. gave us. In oh, the that's fight. all. Yeah. That, oh, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, um, you know the Latin Snake dropped Jacobs, right? Yeah. In the same round, the yeah. same round that Daniel Jacobs dropped the Latin Snake, mm-hmm. the Latin Snake dropped uh, Daniel Jacobs. Yeah. So, yeah, 
And Rosado throws a lot of punches. He's heavy-handed, takes a good punch, cuts, right? Yeah, definitely cuts a lot. He cuts a lot, so yeah. we'll see. I love that. Yeah, no, definitely good. Um, and then the other news, uh, Chocolatito versus Israel Gonzalez in Mexico City. Yeah. October 23rd. Uh, Juan Francisco Estrada is also going to be on the card. If both win their fights, it's expected they're going to meet early 2021, and this will be on zone as well. Yeah, I like that one. Looking yeah. forward to that one. I mean, Juan Francisco Estrada, again, one of our favorite fighters, mm-hmm. action-packed. Action-packed. Yeah, that Be-like. that look, looking forward to that. You know, I'm still not convinced that Chocolatito's uh, back to where it's he back. was when he was uh, considered the pound-for-pound best for a uh, mm-hmm. couple years, if not. But you know what? Um, I'm excited to see him back in the ring. Yeah. And especially with those two guys. No, yeah, definitely. You know, I think it'll... If it, even if those two guys, you know, if it's just those two fights, you know, it'll it'll be a good zone card. They'll probably have a few other fights. Um, you know, it's just interesting. You know, all these fights are coming on. DAZN still wants to put boxing on. Yeah, and we've yet to hear another Golden Boy card. Yeah, crickets. Yeah, crickets. Yeah. Other than the Virgil Ortiz fight, right? Yeah. There hasn't been anything. And and that well, how long was that? Like. Two months ago, yeah, and it, yeah, it um, it begs the question, right? That mm-hmm. you know, how restless are the Golden Boy fighters? Yeah, right. In that camp, saying, "Where's our fights?" Well, yeah, Canelo, right. It, it seems like the whole Canelo deal is holding up everybody. Yeah, you know, uh, they had that uh, the Lenares card, you know, held up. Yeah. Uh, you know, they canceled that, uh, but still no talk of rescheduling that. And, there and, was... and I don't, by the way, and I don't understand why they canceled the entire card. I get Linares was the headliner mm-hmm. for Tuna, but you know, you had a, you had like a kid named um, Alexis Rocha, mm-hmm. really good welterweight that I'm hoping that we can talk to here at some point, Rick. You had, you had Marlon Esparza, uh, right? Yeah. Marlon Esparza on the card. So you had a lot of like, there was quality fighters yeah. that we would have watched if and, they would have put it on the zone. And they had a good five or six uh, fight card. And yeah, they didn't they didn't need to cancel it. No. I think even there was a step-in opponent that was ready yeah. to take that fight. And right. they decided to just, just scrap it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. It could have been they knew about the whole Canelo rumblings and problems, you know, even way back then. Yeah. And they wanted to get that settled before they proceeded with anything else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the news. You know, not much going on. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll we'll have to get into the fights coming up this this weekend on the uh, Showtime. Oh yeah, card. a lot going on, right? Yeah. A lot going on coming up this week. So here's what we're gonna do, right? We're gonna break down all those fights, give you our prediction um, on what we think. Not only who's gonna win, it is gonna be a decision. It's gonna be a knockout mm-hmm. if we can get that granular. And then of course we got the stat of the week. Hang on, folks. We'll be right back. Protect yourself at all times. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. Fonzo Ruiz, Rick Prado, we're back. And Rick, finally, the fight card I've been waiting for. I got to tell you, right, it's one of those things, you know, as a kid, when you're really looking forward to something, like whether it's Christmas or something, Mm -hmm. and then it comes and then it goes, right? So I'm looking forward to it, and at the same time, I'm not, you know? Yeah. Because this is one of the few really good cards uh-huh. that I can stay glued to the to the television for for a while. And the other reason, right, um, took a little damper on it that you may not be around this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because if it goes boxing, I'm going solo. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping no? there's some changes to the schedule, but, yeah. uh, you know, we'll definitely have to, uh, you know, I don't know if we have to uh, live, live stream us both watching it. You know, that way we, uh, yeah. you know, we'll at least be watching it. 
and uh, you know texting back and forth. You know. Yeah, the chances thoughts. of us live streaming is that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> texting back and forth is fine, yeah. but yeah, it sucks. But yeah. I get it. Okay, so that puts a little bit of a damper on it. Uh-huh. I may have to take one for the team. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not going to order it because uh-huh. it's just not the same. So I probably will end up toughing it out and going to uh, maybe the TKs. TKs, yeah. And and going and watching the uh, the fights because they do show the uh, the paper the Showtime pay per views. Yeah, you yeah, know, definitely. You know, if I wasn't out of state, yeah, I would be there. Yes, yeah. yes, right, right. So there you have it, folks. Right, biggest card of the night. Right, and yeah. and and. The, it's going to be me. But that being said, so let's get into it, right? Um, so l- let's do this, right? Let's start with maybe some of the lower fights, and then we'll build our way up to the main event. Okay. Just like the fight card, just like the fight card would be, right? Mm-hmm. So um, a, the, a non-title fight, which to us is actually probably one of the bigger fights, right? Uh, Danny Roman versus Juan Carlos Payano. Yeah. Okay, um, so let me set it up. So Danny yeah. Roman, of course, or Danny Roman, um, you know, 30 years old. Juan Carlos Payano, 36. Danny Roman, 27 and 3. Um, Juan Carlos Payano, baby, um, baby Pacquiao, mm-hmm. okay, is 21 and 3, okay? And that, of course, is 4. And, of course, Danny Roman, the former, uh, uh, former champion, right, who lost to Akhmad Dialev. Who, who still should get his rematch. Who, yeah, who absolutely should get his should, should get his rematch, no doubt about it. So that's being fought at the junior featherweight division. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Juan Carlos Payano. Okay, again, is you know the baby Pacquiao lost to Lewis uh, uh, Neri, who's also on the card. Lost to the monster Inouye. Okay, thirty six years old. Okay, so this is probably his one of his last opportunities yeah. for that opportunity to fight for a title. I don't see it happening. I see Danny Roman winning this fight. Um, I see him winning handily, actually, and I see him in position to fight for and for hopefully to regain uh, the championship that he lost to Akhmadiela. Yeah, you know, I, I see it the same way. You know, uh, Danny Roman, he's got the um, three-and-a-half-inch uh, reach advantage. Um, he's a little bit taller. He's six years younger. Um, you know, He's fighting a tough guy. You know, it, it looks like, you know, his only losses were, yeah, Neary, Inouye. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely see Daniel Roman winning this fight. Unanimous, probably, decision. Yeah. Well, he's not even ranked, right? Payano's yeah. not even ranked by any of the sanctioning bodies. Yeah, not that I, we not that we place a lot of the, of the rankings, but uh-huh. it is what it is. Yeah. It. it uh, I, I have uh, Daniel Roman by decision. You know, I, w- I want to say a late-round knockout, but I, I think I'm saying decision. I'm thinking decision as well. Yeah. I think that, obviously, um, you know, who has more to lose this fight, mm-hmm. right? I think Danny Roman has more to lose. Yeah. Okay, because again, having coming off the heels of the Akma deal of loss, he has to win this fight. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if he has to win impressive, but he has he definitely has to win. Yeah. Right. He has to put a it, it's definitely somewhat of a statement fight, right? Yeah. Um I don't think that anybody is gonna confuse uh, Juan Carlos Payano with the with a no longer a a, a contender to be a champion, mm-hmm. right? So I think that in this fight, I think it's Danny Ramon who has more to lose. Yeah. Um, I don't think that should be a, a concern. I think he comes out this with either a decision or a late uh, late knockout, Rick. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking at it the same way. You know, Payano also he hasn't fought in over a year, uh, so he's been inactive. Yeah, and then um, you know, 
Daniel Roman, he fought uh, at the end of January. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't see this going any other way than, yeah, late unanimous decision. And I think it'll yeah. be pretty, you know, 10 rounds to two, somewhere in there. Yeah, and when you look at the competition, right, I mean, yeah, he's fought Louis Neary in a way. But, you know, mm-hmm. T.J. Dohaney, Akhmadielev, I mean, you know, Roman's been in some wars, man. Yeah. And I'm telling you, he's hungry. Mm-hmm. He has to win. He's 30 years old, yeah. okay? I'm not saying he's he's over the hill yet, right? Mm-hmm. He's not, but he's 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 getting near that age, Rick, right? Yeah. Especially for that weight. The, the, okay. The, at the at the lighter weights, yeah. You know, they they age a lot faster. They do. So he's there. So this is, I mean, I guess you know, for, in a fighter's career, you could say every fight's a must win. Yeah. But that's not always true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Danny Roman lost, right? One of his first fights, early fights. Yeah. Um, he he talked about that with us in person at the Omega Productions. Anyways, must win for Danny Roman. Yeah. And I think he pulls it out. No, yeah, I, I definitely think he pulls this one out. <laughs> definitely looking forward to that one. Um, okay, so here's another one on the undercard, which may even be the fight of the night, Rick. You you were calling that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luis Neri against Aaron Alameda, both Mexicans. Mm-hmm. This is for the WBC Vacant Super Bantamweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, Luis Neri is currently ranked number one, and Aaron Alameda is currently ranked number six. Okay, yeah. Neri uh, is undefeated at 30-0, 25-year-old. Alameda, 27-year-old, out of fighting out of Long Beach, 25-0. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, you know, should should be a good fight. Um, you know, both it, it seems pretty evenly matched. You know, one guy's twenty five, one's twenty seven, both same height, both mm-hmm. southpaw. Um, you know, you look at the records, both pretty impressive. Um, I would probably have to give the edge to uh, Neary to win this fight, though. I'm going with Neary as well. Yeah. Looking at some of the opponents that he has beaten to get mm-hmm. to this point, but I think that if you had to circle a fight. Yeah. To say, you know, what fight can possibly be, um, you know, maybe the sleeper, right? Again, this card is loaded. Yeah. This card is absolutely loaded. Even the fight that we just talked about with Danny Ramon and Juan Carlos Payana, Payana has to win as well, right? Yeah. Taking nothing away from him. He knows if Payana loses this fight, he's definitely pretty much not that he's already in gatekeeper status, mm-hmm. but it solidifies that he is a gatekeeper. Yeah. Okay. And Danny Ramon can't lose. Um, same with this fight. Like both two undefeated fighters, thirty and zero and twenty five and zero. Are you kidding me? This is a main event. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Anywhere it's a main event, right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I just, uh, yeah, you'd have to give the edge to Neri, just fighting the tougher competition. Um, you know, a lot of these guys on on the other side that uh, Alameda has fought, you know, haven't heard of them. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's some names over there on uh, Neri's side. Yeah, so that's going to be a good fight. I yeah. got Neary in that one. I have Neary in a decision on that one. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to move on. Okay. Next fight. Um, this is for the WBO Bantamweight. And by the way, the interesting thing about this card, they've got a lot um, in that you know super Bantamweight, mm-hmm. junior featherweight, whatever division, however you want to call it, um, because we're going to get to the Brandon Figueroa, Lewis Neary, Danny Roman. That's all the same division. They, they all could be fighting one another. Right. They all could be fighting one another, which is good. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You could have put those three on one card, right? Yeah. Preferably here locally. Yeah. And and it would have been packed and it would have been amazing. It sounds like a, you know, uh, forum. That's right. The forum. Of, That's yeah. exactly right. The superfly type, right? Yeah. Um, so WBO, Bantamweight Championship, the champion, Filipino, um, Cuadro Alas, 
John Real. Oh, by the way, uh, Luis Neri, uh, Mexican Pantera, the Panther. The pan yeah, Pantera. The Panther. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. Um, I think, what was the other one? No. Yeah, the the uh, the, the Danny Roman, there was a babyface assassin mm -hmm. against baby Pacquiao. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Right. How often do you got two guys with the same word baby? Yeah. In uh, in their nickname, that's you know kind of interesting. Maybe one of the stats of the week at some point. Yeah. Right? How many times are the same nickname? So WBO bantamweight uh, John Real Casamayor, twenty nine and four, mm -hmm. last fought November thirtieth, is fighting Duke Mikal Misal. He's from Ghana. Um, he is the number eleven WBO. He's ranked number eleven by the WBO. He's 24-0, 79% knockouts, last fought on 12-7. I think if you had to identify a possible upset, if you want to call it that, I think it's this one. I think Duke has an opportunity. The baby, by the way, a lot of baby face today. The baby face Terminator. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think the baby face Terminator has an opportunity to upset the champion. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm looking over his, uh, his boxing rec and... Uh, you know, I was kind of curious if all of his fights were in Ghana, and you know, we we had never seen him before. But uh, you know, his last fights, the five fights have been in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So that is going to be, um, I think, closely contested as well. Again, mm -hmm. another fight that could possibly be fight of the night. A fight, yeah. That's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. That one, I think, again, and um, thirty-one years old, uh, the Filipino mm -hmm. against the uh, the Ghana twenty-nine-year-old. Uh, and, you know, he hasn't lost. The Filipino hasn't lost uh, since 2017. Right. So, you know, he's right. riding a uh, five-fight win streak, um, you know, and also I think one of those fights was at, uh, was in Carson. Yeah. Um, the rest, you know, in, either in the Philippines, one in TJ, um, yeah. one in the UK. So, yeah, it, it definitely looks like... Uh, you know, most recently Duke Duke yeah. uh, has probably had the tougher competition. Yeah, so I, I've got Duke in this fight. Yeah. I've got if I had the circle, you know, the blue corner or whatever the opposite corner is of the of the the, the favorites and the promoter uh -huh. side. When we get that sheet, when we walk into the fights, I'm circling that. Yeah, um, you know, I'll take uh, I'll take the Filipino guy. Okay, you I've know. got I and I yeah. Just I, so and, we have and, one different. And I've got the Duke. <laughs> I've got the Duke by knockout. By the way, yeah, I've got the Duke by knockout. Yeah, within seven rounds. Okay, I'll I'll take the Filipino guy. You know, also by knockout. Uh, you know, he's also uh, hmm. twenty nine wins. You know, yeah. twenty by knockout. So uh, yeah, he's got a. No, no, he he's got heavy street. hands as well. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Right, so I'm telling you that these fights just loaded. Mm -hmm. Okay, next fight before we get to the Charlo brothers, of course, right. Everybody yeah. sees the buildup. See how, see how we're doing this? Uh -huh. Yeah, we're building up. We're going to start. This is just like a fight card, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, we could have gotten in the order. The order of the fights, by the way, um, it's going to be the Danny Roman Juan Carlos Payano mm -hmm. first, and then Luis Neri and Aron Alameda, okay? Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, we're kind of following the order. Then Juan, John, and then Casamayero and Duke, and then this next fight, um, the Heartbreak Kid. Brandon Figueroa against Damian Vasquez. So let me set that up. That is for the regular um, WBA Junior Featherweight Championship, which Brandon Figueroa owns. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, Junior Featherweight is the same as um, same weight that J Daniel Roman is fighting. Yeah. Um, so that's again the, the, that that whole weight division is really being highlighted in this particular card. Um, Twenty and zero. 
Okay, last fought against 11-23. He's fighting Damian uh, Sugar Vasquez, who's 15-1-1. Um, he actually fought on 220. He's ranked number 14 in the WBA, both 23-year-olds. Yeah, you know, um, should be a good fight. Uh, you know, I think uh, Brandon Figueroa, you know, he's on his way up. Um, I don't think they'd be putting him in against a fighter that uh, they think he'd be, he would lose. Um, I, I'm taking Figueroa knockout with him four. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he's gonna knock him out, but I do have Brandon Figueroa. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, better competition, Oscar Escondon, your Fidel Parejo with which mm-hmm. he went when he won the championship. By the way, this is right in that division of uh, Adam Blue Nose Lopez, by the way, yeah. who we interviewed in episode three. Mm-hmm. Right. I would love to see Adam Lopez get an opportunity against some of these fighters. Yeah. Well the tough part would be these are PBC fighters and you know, right, Adam I get Lopez it. Lopez is with the top rank. I get it. I know. I get it. It's unfortunate, but um, Damian Vasquez, by the way, lost to Juan Carlos Payano, yeah. who of course is fighting uh, Danny Ramon that we just spoke about. So yeah, that's that's why I'm thinking. You know, Brandon Figueroa is going to win this one. I, I think early knockout. Yeah, and it was uh, his last fight. I think it was against uh, Seha. Mm-hmm. Was a it was a split decision. It was a tough fight. Yeah, Brandon Figueroa. A lot of people thought Brandon Fernando was going to just blow right through him, and he mm-hmm. didn't. So I think this is a statement fight for Figueroa, and I think it uh, um, very, very big that he comes in and makes a statement because Brandon Figueroa, here's the thing, right, and we've talked about this, Rick. When we talk about the brightest and best young fighters, mm-hmm. his name is not mentioned, okay? Yeah. I think I think he was like honorable mention when ESPN did their top ten or was it top twenty young fighters. Mm-hmm. Now of course they're going to put all their guys in Teofimo yeah. Lopez and you know all all their Shakur Stevenson and whatnot, right? But still, he's only twenty three. Yeah, right. O- only twenty three, but yeah, like you said, that's that Seha um, fight. You know, probably knocked him off of you know some people's radar. And the thing is, right? It did, but he's still to me, right? Still a shooting mm-hmm. star potential, not. The thing with these guys is he's got to fight a statement fight against mm-hmm. somebody with a name. Oh, by the way, like a Daniel Roman. Yeah. Right? Like an Akhmadielev. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done that. And they're there, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably a little bit too soon to, to put, put him in there against those guys. But, uh, you know, I have him listed as five, at 5'9". Five nine, and 5'9 five nine is really tall in this division. If he can... Uh, you know, maintain that weight and 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 carry it well. Um, you know, he could be a problem for for some of these guys. You said you don't think he's ready to fight these guys. I mean, he's you know he's the WBA um, champion, right? Yeah. So, so but... I mean, you know, I, I'm saying like let's okay. So if if because here's the thing, he's WBA, uh-huh. right? Same championship that you know Morizdan Akhmadyelov who beat Brand who mm-hmm. beat uh, Danny Roman, right? Yeah. So, you know, Ronnie Rios is actually in that division, right? Yeah. So, you know, he gets past Damian Vasquez, which he should. Why shouldn't we see him against a Danny Roman or an Akhmadielev? Well, you know, I'd like to see him in those, but I don't think they're going to rush him. I think, uh, you know, with that setback in his fight before, you know, there's a reason why he hasn't gotten a fight. Yeah. You know, well, pandemic too, but... He hasn't fought since November yeah. of last year. I'll throw out a couple other names, uh-huh. right? That that are in. Um, we're talking WBA because you know we know how it works with the sanctioning bodies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Diego De La Hoya yeah. is is in that division. He's ranked number eleven. Mm-hmm. Here's another really interesting one: Michael Conlon. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, 
But these guys all are, you know, probably a, a few years older than, uh, yeah, you know, than Figueroa. They so are, but that's... but but they're there, right? And yeah. all these guys, again, it's not just Brandon Figueroa, but you know, he's not fighting on the card. But it's why, like Ryan Garcia fighting Luke Campbell, yeah. that's a staple fight. That's like finally a name mm-hmm. for Ryan Garcia, right? Yeah. That we can finally say, okay, he beat Luke Campbell, right? Um, who gave a pretty good fight uh, against Linares and against Lomachenko. And so these guys need these fights. No, yeah, you know, I think he's he's going to get there, but I definitely think they're they're slow playing them right now. You know, they're 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 yeah. giving them a little bit here and there, um, and then you probably won't see him in there. I don't even think in twenty twenty one you'll see him in there against a big name. It'll be twenty twenty two before you see him in there. Yeah, see, and I don't think really so. Tight. I I think I think that they're going to try and uh, and and they should anyways. Yeah, I think they're going to because they have to. I don't think they will. Well, we'll see, yeah. but but he's got. I mean, you know, it's it's time, right? And when yeah. you look at who he's fought, like it's time. And again, he's yeah, he's he's got you know one of the WBA championships. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the WBA, yeah, who's considered to be the champion? It's Akhmad Dialov because that's the man who beat the man yeah. who beat Danny Roman, yeah, right. And Danny Roman is is considered to be to me still the yeah. you know the best. Danny Roman ranked number three by the WBC, three by the WBA, six by the IBF, four by the WBO, right. But you know, then again, it, it it's all going to depend on this fight. If if he looks impressive in this fight, they might be more willing to throw him in there against one of these guys. If he looks, you know, if he just kind of gets by, there's no yeah. way they're going to throw him in there. Yeah, and I mentioned Michael Collin by the way, and he fought like at I think at bantamweight in his last yeah. fight. Like he's got to make up his mind. But I mean, there's just there's a lot going on in that division. And yeah. again, when you look at you know who we were just talking about, right, uh, Luis Neri. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's in the WBC, and there's all the, the you know all the promotional issues. But there's a lot going on. Yeah. In 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 that weight, right? Yeah. To make some really good, these are good fights. Like I said, I'm glad that you know Neri and and Aron Alameda is going to be a hell of a fight. Yeah. And and even this Figueroa and Damian Vasquez, that's fine. I'll take it. But but there's a lot of guys there. Yeah. To make and, for some pretty interesting fights. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and then you know Neri's at 25, Alameda's at 27. You know, I think Roman's at at 30. Yeah. So that's why I think they're they're kind of waiting a little bit before they throw them in against these guys who are are in their in their peak right now. Yeah, and of course that's the division where um, Emmanuel you know Navarrete just vacated, right? Mm-hmm. He's now at at the full featherweight, full at one twenty six, right? Um, Stephen Fulton is there also, by the way. I think his fight was kind of delayed. That's the guy who beat again. You know, our guy Adam Blue Nose Lopez, mm-hmm. right? Even Adam Blue Nose Lopez. Let me see him fight one yeah. of. One of these guys, right? Yeah. All right. See, we got carried away with the super bantamweight, uh-huh. uh, you know, featherweight division. All right. Um, here's the thing, Rick. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Just like they would in the real fights, Rick. They take a break, and then we uh-huh. get to the main events. Okay. We get to the Charlo brothers. We'll be back in a bit, folks. All right, and we're back. Pacific Coast Boxing breaking down the fight card happening this Saturday, September 26th. First co-main event, Rick. Jermel, the Iron Man, Charlo against Jason Rosario. And this is for pretty much unification. The only uh, championship uh, belt not on the line is the WBO, which is held, of course, by Patrick Teixeira. 
So this is for Jermal Charlo's coveted green WBC belt, mm-hmm. and then Jason Rosario's IBF and WA, WBA championship. So it's it's as much of a unification fight as you can get, yeah. right? So pretty excited about that. So let's let's just break that down. Um, Charlo's thirty three and one, the Iron Man, okay. right? Yeah. Unlike his brother, who's the Hitman. Mm-hmm. Right, I have issues with both of their nicknames. By the way, I don't have issues with both of them as fighters, but the hitman is Tommy Hearns, right? Yeah, hard, hard to go that. And the Iron Man is Steve Garvey, for me, Lou Gehrig, Cal Ripken Jr. Maybe that's just me. Be that as it may, thirty-three and one, Charlo, the older, the elder statesman in this fight. He is a a clean thirty years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason Rosario, twenty-five year old. Okay. Um. Of course, Jamar Charlo, who fought Tony Harrison twice, right? Lost the first time, came back in impressive fashion. I happened to see that live. I was also fortunate enough. Charlo came back, had a few moments just to say hi, right? Really nice to the fans, etc. Of course, he's also fought Austin Trout. He's actually beat Gabe Rosado. And, of course, he was the one that handed Erickson Lubin the first-round knockout, right? Erickson Lubin, of course, with the... Exciting fight that we just talked about that he gave us over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So from a notable opponent, Jermar Charlo, no um, no comparison really. Of course, Jason Rosario won the championship by beating Julian Williams in a TKO, yeah. right? Fought twice in 2019. There you have it. Yeah, um, you know, breaking it down, um, you know, I see um, Charlo has, has the reach advantage, three-inch reach advantage. Um, I think He's fought the tougher opponents. Uh, the um, the no, not a notable name, but uh, their common opponent was uh, Jorge Cota. Okay, and uh, Charlo, you know, knocked him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Rosario had a split decision victory yeah. over Cota or Cota. Yeah, uh, and here's the thing, right? We know, you know, with common opponents, it's always one of those things, right, where it's like, well, styles make fights. Mm-hmm. Each one of them has a different style, so who knows? But I think it does say something at times, right? Yeah. Because if you str- one fighter, you know, clearly struggles with the fighter, and then the other one dominates him, that says something. That's still a statement. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, and I think Charlo wins this fight. Um, I, I think it's probably... Either by late de- late uh, stoppage or unanimous decision. I have it the same. Okay, I love Charlo. I think after he, you know, and and even the loss, by the way, to Tony Harrison was questionable. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I understand, right? I understand Tony Harrison boxed really well, um, but I didn't have him winning that fight. Yeah. Came back with a vengeance. Okay, and absolutely, I was there in person. I was there. It was live. He floored him. Okay. I don't think he's going to get surprised. We don't know enough about Jason Rosario. Is he a one-hit wonder? Was it just one particular performance against Julian Williams? Of course, mm-hmm. of course, Julian Williams, who knocked, who beat, not knocked, but he beat Jared Hurd, right? Yeah. Um, who was beat by the other Charlo brother? But I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that um, the Dominican uh, Jason Rosario was the real deal. Yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent convinced. That the hitman Jamal Jamal Charlo is, yeah, no, you know he he definitely has fought the tougher uh, the tougher opponents. Um, you know the the really impressive name on his, which he might not get enough credit for, is Austin Trout. Austin Trout, yeah, tough fighter. A lot right. of people avoided Austin Trout, sure, and um, you know he was able to beat him. 
and that's the thing, right? And so he beat him. Um, but again, right? But at, but at the end of the day, right, when you look at the pedigree and the notable opponents, I just don't see it. This is a good fight. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, this is going to be one heck of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Charlo. I've got the hitman in knockout. Yeah. I've got it in a knockout by 10 rounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see that or, you know, uh, definitely unanimous decision. But, uh, yeah, I think Charlo wins this fight. Um, Rosario has a chance. He's got a puncher's chance. He's, yeah. He's, he's obviously he's knocked out 15 out of his 20 opponents or, yeah. you know, something similar to that. So he does have a puncher's chance, but uh, I think Jamal Charlo wins this fight. But against nobody, though, yeah. right? That's the problem. It's yeah. against nobody right now. When you look at Jamal Charlo, like I said, right, Gabe Rosado, tough mm-hmm. Gabe Rosado, beat him in a decision, right? Yeah. But still, right? So toe-to-toe with Gabe Rosado. Um also beat Austin. He beat Austin Trout, mm-hmm. um, and then beat Tony Harrison twice. Yep. I mean, I'm sorry, but Tony Harrison twice fought him twice. Fought him twice. Okay, these are world class fighters mm-hmm. that Charlo's been in the ring. He's 30 years old. You could say, well, is that old? No, he's in. He's in his prime, absolute prime. Yeah, absolute prime. I think he, you know, he'll win this fight. I think so too, and I think it's going to be a knockout. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be another statement fight. Um, what would be great is after this, if Charlo's able to fight Teixeira and really unify the junior mm-hmm. middleweight. That might be tough, but I think, uh, you know, if any of the other organizations, like it'd be tougher if Teixeira was with uh, top rank, but I think yeah. Golden Boy is willing to right. fight um, with PBC. Yeah. yeah. How, how'd you like to see uh, Charlo against Jared Hurd? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, you know, be, be a good fight. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of fights to be made, you know, in in this division, you know, just let, let's just hope that they get made. Yeah, and of course, like I said, he floored, uh, you know, the exciting Erickson Lubin mm-hmm. in in one round with a beautiful little right sneaky uppercut. Yeah, right. So yeah, I've got I've got uh, I've got the hitman Jamal Charlo. Okay, which brings us to the main event. Yeah, right. Finally, okay. Um, not the same break that we had with um, Kovalev and uh, and Canelo. Uh-huh. Right, but we're here. So Jamal uh, Charlo, thirty and zero uh, against uh, Dervachenko, thirteen and two. However, however, right, um, the machine. Those two losses were to Triple G and Daniel Jacobs. Right, and and you know, uh, controversial to a point. Well, I'm going to tell you. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he beat. Jacobs, I do think that he beat Triple G. Yeah. I absolutely think he in fact he did beat Triple G. Okay, there's no there's no doubt about it. He beat Triple G. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um now you could say, well, an older Triple G doesn't matter. Okay, he still beat him. Jermal Charlo, of course, the hitman. Um, who has he beat? Well, Julian Williams, okay, mm-hmm. who of course uh beat uh uh, uh Hurd, right? Yeah. Um he's beaten Austin Trout. Okay, he's a phenomenal fighter. I personally, right? Again, it's not going to happen, especially not anytime soon. That's the guy. Remember, we talked about I think last week mm-hmm. or the week before when you said who would Canelo not be favored against him? He's the he's the one guy that I think it would be pretty even if he fought Canelo. If Canelo, yeah. that that would be it right there. Yeah, I would still give Canelo the edge, and I think you know definitely the the, the betting edge would go Canelo. Uh, but I do see some disadvantages for Canelo. Uh, Charlo would be taller. Uh, he'd have the longer reach. Right. Um, as long as uh, Charlo didn't get caught, you know, he could definitely pull out a decision against Canelo. 
I think so too. Yeah. No, I, I think so too. That that's the whole thing. Now, let's get to this particular fight yeah. since these guys are the principals, mm-hmm. right? Um, last fight, both of them last fought in 2019. They fought a couple times. So he fought Triple G um, at the end, uh, October 5th. Mm-hmm. And um, Jamal Charlo fought the tough uh, Dennis Hogan yeah. in 12-7. Okay. So obviously, and then none of them active in 2020. They're Vachenko, number one ranked by the WBC. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is as good as it gets. And uh, by the way, I think it's great that Derevichenko is getting another opportunity to fight for uh, for a championship. He clearly, if he didn't beat Triple G, right, mm-hmm. he gave him a hell of a scare. Do I think that Derevichenko has enough to beat Charlo? Right? That's yeah. the question, yeah. right? Can, can Okay, let, let, let's back up. Can he knock him out? Can he knock out uh, Jamal Charlo? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. So it's okay. So now he has to outbox him and he mm-hmm. has to be able to obviously win seven rounds out of five or, you know, knock him down in a round and get the two points. Okay. Yeah. He's 34 years old compared to 30. So none yeah. of them are, you know, not necessarily spring chickens. Yeah. Right. But he's in phenomenal shape. Mm-hmm. Only 13 and two. Huge uh, amateur uh, background for Derevachenko. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got Jamal Charlo in a decision. Uh, so do I. I think I think this fight will be closer than the other Charlo fight. Yeah. Or, uh, earlier in the card. Yeah. But um, I think Derevchenko is just one of those guys that good fighter, but when he gets into that top top fight, where you know he's gonna have to you know pull out a decision against um, a fighter, he's just gonna come up just short every time. Yeah, but okay, but he's only he's only come up short twice against you know name world champions yeah, Triple but, G and Daniel Jacobs. But but Charlo's in the <laughs> right? same Charlo's in the same boat. You know, yeah. it, it uh, you know you can put his name up there with um, you know I I would take Charlo over over Daniel Jacobs. You know I think um, you know I'd say career wise, you know I I, I think Charlo um, over Jacobs, you know Triple G. He's over the hill now. Yeah. But, you know, great career. But yeah. I think in this fight, I just think Dervachenko comes up just short. Maybe maybe eight rounds to four, seven rounds to five, but I think he comes up just short. Would it surprise you if Charles able to knock out Dervachenko? Uh yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't think he's gonna take the risks to be able to do that. You know, the uh is a pretty tough guy. He's a tough guy, yeah. but I'm gonna tell you something. I think he can knock him out. You think so? I, yes, I absolutely think he could knock him yeah. out, and I also think that Jamal Charlo is looking to make a statement. I really do. Because I've seen Derevchenko, be- he you know in that first round, he yeah. always seems to get knocked down in that first round, mm-hmm. but then has a great fight. You know, he he's able to bounce back from that. You know, if he's gonna get him, he's gonna have to get him early because if not, then you know he'll he'll be there in the end. He's called a machine for a reason, yeah. right? He's a tactician, and there he looked wonderful against Triple G, right? Yeah. Once he kind of got his. His, his fight plan, and he started, I, I think he dominated the fight. I yeah. mean, I, I really do. Again, old Triple G or young Triple G, I think he did. Um, okay, so yes, I've got Charlo winning. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't think it's going to be a... Um, see, here's the thing, right? I think that it can be close, but I also believe that Charlo can knock him out. Yeah. I, and I, I think he may, and I think he may. I just worry about that. Um, the, the, the fight that's looking at me right now, 
is that Charlo Brandon Adams fight. Yeah. He had every single advantage in that fight. Yeah. You know, Brandon Adams was a lot shorter. Yeah. It wasn't the f- up to mm-hmm. his level. And he got a unanimous decision win over that. Mm-hmm. You know, he definitely has to show up better against yeah. Dervachenko, which he will. Yeah. But I don't think he knocks him out. I think that Charlo's hungry. I think it's yeah. been a long time. I think they've been in, you know, both of them have been in kind of hibernation, obviously, everybody because of because uh, of COVID. Um, and I think he has to deliver. I think there's a part of this that I think um, the hitman Charlo has to come out and deliver against Dervachenko because he knows that Dervachenko, you know, gave Triple G the fight. Again, you know, gave him a heck of a fight yeah. and with folks think that he won. Um, and so um, same with Daniel Jacobs. So I think it's one of those things, like I said earlier, about the common opponents. Yeah. None of them could knock out Dervachenko. And I think Charlo comes out and makes a statement and says, I was able to knock him out. And and uh, you guys weren't. That's yeah, what I think. I, yeah, I, I just don't think uh, – I think for um, reasons – this this fight is bigger for Dervachenko. Yeah, he knows. You know this this could be his last. You know, he's thirty four years old right now. Right. Um. You know Triple G's not giving him a, a rematch for a reason. Of course not. Uh. You know Daniel Jacobs. You know there there wasn't a rematch there. Right. Um. So they're not rushing out to fight this guy. Right. And so I think he knows if he wants those two fights again. Yeah. He has to win this fight. No, this is it. There's yeah. no doubt about this it, right? It. There's no doubt. When we talk about it, and I'm glad you went through it. Who's got more to lose is yeah. Dervachenko. Yeah. Without a doubt. However, right, I think that, again, Jamal, Jamal Charlo, obviously, I could say he has to win. But, mm-hmm. yeah, if he loses, right, he's still going to be considered. going to get the rematch. You know, right. This, this, it'll happen again. Right. In February, probably. Yeah. You know, the rematch will happen then. Um, you know, definitely, I think Devrachenko has more to lose. I think he's going to show up. I think he's just going to come up just short. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I I think that Charlo pulls it out in the yeah. end, and I'm telling you, don't be surprised if this is a knockout. In fact, I'm going to go ahead on the record and say yeah. Charlo by 11-round TKO. Yeah. I got it by decision, but I, I also wouldn't be surprised if it was a controversial decision. Yeah. Charlo won. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, I could, don't. it could be I, one I don't. of those where it's, you know, a close fight. But uh, you know, Dervachenko, I think he—he's just there's I, just some fighters that always I, come I, up I, short. I, in the I, big one. I don't see it that way because I don't think Dervachenko surprises anybody anymore. Yeah. I don't. I think everybody knows now what he brings to the table, and I don't mm. think that uh, I, I think there's a game plan for that. I just I don't see him doing that anymore. Yeah. So there you go, folks. I mean, and, and seriously, right? The fights that we just covered—that's like you know five fight cards worth of main events, mm-hmm. Rick, right? No, it's going to be a stacked card, and you know I, I can't wait till uh, Saturday. Yeah, me neither. Watching it by myself. Well, I'll, I'll either be watching a tilted kilts or you know somewhere. I'll, I'll be watching it. Yeah. I'll, I'll find a tilted kilt where where I'm at in, uh, you know, in Laughlin. Who do you guys have, folks? So we're going to have to put that. You talked about it last week, Rick. We'll talk to put we'll put that on our Instagram account. We'll have to post who we have. Yeah. Who we think. Um, you know, how the fights are going to end, and then let's see what the fans think, right? Okay. So you can, you know, it, it, you have hopefully, right, we're taking notes on who we picked, post that on Instagram, and then um, and then let's see what we have. So, all right, folks, there you go. That's this Saturday's fight card. It was big enough to warrant its own segment. We'll be right back with the stat of the week. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing back for, of course, 
the stat of the week, which really, it really is. I mean, I'm glad we put it here, right? Because it's one of the most popular segments that we have. It's, 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 it's interesting, it's entertaining, etc. right? Um, as entertaining, by the way, as Cobra Kai, which I did start watching, yeah. Rick. So just so you know, yeah, I'm on season two. Um, I've only watched, you know, I'm, I'm not a big TV guy, right? Yeah. You know that. I read more books than I watch TV. Mm-hmm. I think watching TV, in fact, is an absolute waste of time. Yeah. Okay. Except for when it comes to Cobra Kai. Except the Cobra Kai, right? Yeah. So I, I watch Stranger Things uh-huh. every season. And I've never seen it. Yeah, that's a really good uh, um, series, show, whatever they call it on Netflix, okay? I'm like, you know, I'm reminding myself of that guy Johnny Lawrence, right? Yeah. I don't I don't Facebook. I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't do any of the stuff social media, right? This uh-huh. is That's why this is a big stretch for me. Anyways, I love Cobra Kai. Yeah, no, that definitely. Absolutely love it. You know, uh, you know, it's good for kids, you know, maybe not little, little kids. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the Good. language is a little it's TV 14, there. Rick. Yeah, but... It's TV uh, 14, so... You know, definitely for the high schoolers out there. You know, it's a good uh, yeah. high school and above. And, you know, if you remember watching The the Karate Kid when you were yeah. younger, you know, it yeah. definitely uh, takes you back to that time. The songs, the... There's no know. doubt about it. And the thing is that it came out a while back, but it was on YouTube video. Yeah. So not many people watched it. Now, the number one show on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a Karate Kid fan at all, like we are, right? Yeah. And yeah, you come to the Standing Eight Count Studios, and by the way, right, I got a couple stuff on order. Yeah. Even though, as you know, right, there's also um, here at Standing Eight Count Studios, there's also a hitting facility, right? Uh-huh. And you know what's behind home plate there, right? Yeah. The hit hard. So strike first. Strike, strike first. Hard, strike hard. Right. No mercy. No mercy. Right. That's a, that's from Cobra Kai, and yeah. my kids are like, "Hey, Dad, now I know what you mean by yeah. that sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, now, now they get it." But I may have some stuff on order, Rick, from Amazon oh, wow. just to support the new logo that they have. Yeah. Right? A little disappointed, right, that his red, uh, you know, Camaro uh-huh. got burned. I happen to own one of those, right? Uh-huh. I got a 1988 IROC, very similar to the one he was yeah. driving. So that was a little disappointing. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to spoil it for people who maybe just started watching. Highly recommend you watch uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Ex- de- definitely excellent. Excellent show, which brings us, of course, to the stat of the week. Stat of the week um, is the most consecutive first-round knockouts with 20, and it was Ali Ramey. He started out his career, first 20 fights, all first-round knockouts. Yeah. Ended his career 25-0. and 0, um, Started late. Uh, he didn't start boxing professionally until after 30. Um <laughs> He was in the Yemen army, yeah, and 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 fought as a amateur. Had a record of 117 and two, yeah, um, and all of those victories by knockout. All okay. Wait a minute. So his amateur career was 117 yeah. and two. Yeah, but his professional career was 25 and 0. Right. So the first 20 fights were knockouts. Mm-hmm. Now there's that kid, right? That was on top rank ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. About a month ago, that has that streak going as well, right? Okay. Yeah. I think it's um, I think he's only got like thirteen though. Do mm-hmm. you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I forget the the, the kid's name, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that on. Uh, we'll on we'll, we'll have to we'll have to pull that up. So uh-huh. okay, obviously the quality of the opponents makes a difference. No, yeah, and the era. Definitely. So what what era was this? Um, it's actually fairly recently because he um, as soon as. 2013. He was yeah. he was scheduled to fight um, 
Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. Yeah. He ended up pulling out of that fight probably because he probably had bitten off more than he could chew. Yeah. Um, but uh, turns out, you know, let's not imply that, Rick. You don't, was, you don't, you don't know that. Yeah, you know, let's not let's not start uh, making assumptions. I, I'm, right? I'm pretty sure, you know, we don't all, we don't know that. You know, it, all all 25 fights were in Yemen. Yeah, you know, not not a hotbed for professional boxing. Right, right. Well, who knows? It could have been issues with his travel visa. Right, maybe he's taking care of a family. Right. I like how you immediately start jumping to assumptions yeah, right, on, well, on 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 this poor guy. Right. Okay. Well. You know, part of it is I'm looking at the uh, the his boxing rec. Yeah. And wins number 21, 22, 23, yeah. and 24. Yeah. We're all against Prince Maz. Well, the same the same the, opponent. The same opponent. Right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? We weren't there to see those fights, yeah, right? But they, we they, don't know. Like, was there knockdowns? Maybe those were wars. Yeah. Right. You know, I, how come you don't complain about Gotti <laughs> Ward fighting four times? <laughs> Right, that's a problem. But him fighting four times against the same opponent's an issue. Yeah, right. It's, it's a, you know. Okay. It doesn't look good. He, right? he knocked him out in one. Pacquiao Marquez. How many times did they fight? <laughs> knocked him out in seven. Yeah. Knocked him out in nine, and yeah. then knocked him out again for good measure in two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But again, we don't we don't know, yeah. right? We don't know. If you have an issue with that, then yeah, Pacquiao and Marquez should have been done after the first fight. Yeah. Gotti Ward. Right, yeah. lot, lot of, lot of wars, trilogies that wouldn't have happened. So yeah. you know, Hearns uh, and Leonard. Yeah, you know, uh, tragically he died at uh, age forty-one. Wow, um, no he kidding. Was still, uh, huh. You know, he died in May of two thousand fifteen, and uh, yeah, you know, his last fight was March of two thousand fifteen. Wow, may rest in peace. Yeah, you know, in yeah. all seriousness, may rest in peace. And hey, man, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, twenty knockouts, twenty first run knockouts, first twenty fights. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's an accomplishment. Now, were the first twenty a different fighter from what we could see in boxing? From rack? what we can see, it uh, yeah, they do kind of look like uh, you know at least they weren't consecutive. You yeah. Know, if uh, nothing else, but uh, yeah, they all look like different fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who knows, right? You still gotta. I mean, and you could say, well, geez, you know, he's in Yemen. How come nobody else from Yemen did it? Yeah. How come nobody else knocked out twenty guys in a row? Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you what, that is unfortunate when you say he was going to fight against Chocolatito. Uh-huh. That would have been a heck of a fight to see. Yeah. you know, Right? Well, <laughs> that would have been fun, man. You know, could you imagine the 24-7? Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know. I know. The buildups leading to that <laughs> Right. One? Right. It's almost like that. Who's that gal that fought Sanisa Estrada, right? Remember mm-hmm. she was 5-0, oh, five knockouts? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And she went in there and just got completely obliterated. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Does that not seem like that was another, like a lifetime ago? Yeah. It, uh, in- when that happened? And I'll tell you why it was a lifetime ago. It was the only Golden Boy card. <laughs> that was on the undercard of the Virgil Ortiz fight. They, they, they haven't been able right? to live that down. No, that's exactly right. Maybe that's why. Maybe they're being questioned for her opponents. You know, may- maybe that was in the Canelo lawsuit was the yeah. uh, Sinisa Strata fight. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. All right, well that's a good stat of the week, Rick. Yeah. So the first one now we gotta keep an eye on that kid, right? We gotta we yeah. gotta bring up his name on whoever that is. So maybe after the next break we'll do a little bit of research to see who he is. The problem nowadays, by the way, is that here they have to keep stepping up in competition. Mm-hmm. And the last fight, you know, like that one opponent, he actually came at him pretty good. Yeah. And um he was still able to finish him off, but <laughs> pretty interesting. All right. We're good. Good stat of the week, Rick. Hopefully my friend Rick, pro photographer out of Murrieta, right, um, 
city no one's ever heard about. But hopefully you like that stat of the week, my friend. And we will come back right now to wrap this up. All right, protect yourself at all times. What a show, Rick. I mean, we broke down all the fights coming up in the week. You got your fill of boxing, right? Um, can't wait to watch the fights. And then just imagine next week's podcast, we're going to break down and talk about the fights. And let's see how well our, our predictions came to fruition. Yeah, no, it, you know, it'll be good to see how we did, you know, match it up with how, how the fans predicted the fights. And, um, you know, should be a good weekend of, of, of boxing. Yeah, that's right. And then, of course, right, coming up in October, like we've talked about, right, um, we got a lot of big fights coming up. Even, you know, you got Sergio Lipnets coming up in, in you know, early um, October the 10th, but you got October the 9th, okay? To me, it starts in a couple weeks with the Emmanuel Navarrete and um, Ruben Villa. Yeah. Reached out to his people. Hopefully, if you guys are listening... Give us a shout, man, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, let's get on the show. Just a couple minutes. Let's figure out what you're thinking about the fight. Um, I have you winning, Ruben Villa, okay? My partner, Rick Prado, does not, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. You don't think he has a chance? No. Okay. You may you may have to talk to him in person or, yeah. or live and, and let him know uh-huh. that, okay, if, as to why you don't, okay? Yeah. And he may convince you otherwise. Mm-hmm. So we've got that coming up. And then, of course, like I said, Sergey Lipnets, yeah, that's a decent fight. Santa Cruz and Davis. I can't wait to break that fight down, okay? And we have some connections that we may have some juice yeah. with Santa Cruz, Rick. You never know, yeah, right? Yeah, a good get. Yep. Um, and then, of course, the um, Tifimo Lopez mm-hmm. and Lomachenko fight at the end of the October 17th. as well, right? I think it's the 17th. The 17th, yes. There's a fight at the end of the month. Which am I missing in uh, in October? Um, let's see. But it should be a good action-packed um, October, um, November. In a way, fights October 31st. Yeah. Against Jason Maloney. That's that's one of the fights I was talking about. Yeah, yeah that's one of the fights I was talking about. Um, the thing is, right, like we talked about, like this this is pretty much it, right? So um, as far as the big fights coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you got, and there's some fights in the zone, some fights across the pond on October 4th, Joshua Bautzi against Marco Kalik. October 9th is Navarrete and, uh, and Ruben Villa. The 10th is Sergey uh, Lipinets. Um You've also got some fights again across the pond. Liam Williams and Andrew Robinson. A whole bunch of fights, man. Yeah. The no, 17th I... is Lomachenko and Teofimo. Um, some fights in Newcastle. The zone is lighting it up. Yeah. This is actually um, a chance to jump in there. Uh, we were talking about that top ranked fighter who yeah. um, he's 14 and 0, 14 yeah. knockouts all in yeah. the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fights on the undercard of the Lomachenko Teofimo Lopez card, Edgar. Berlanga. Yeah, that's the guy. And so, yeah, so what are the chances that he's got an opponent that can make it out of the first round? Well, you know, TBA is kind of tough. Yeah, you know, I know. I, t- I see that now. Yeah, <laughs> Berlanga. Yeah, and then yeah, then you got uh, Arnold Barbosa Jr. against Alex Salcido, mm-hmm. right on that one. You got some again. Dazone has got like multiple cards. They're, they're blowing it up. They yeah. got on the uh, the seventeenth in Newcastle, England. But no, L- no Golden Boy. No Golden Boy. No, no nothing from no. gold. Nothing from, zero from Golden zero Boy. From in Golden fact, Boy. you got. For now, um, although I hear that's going to be moved um, on the 23rd in Moscow, um, Beterbev against Adam uh, Dines mm-hmm. for Beterbev's title. 
can't just to see Biterbiev would yeah. be right would be something. Um, for now, they're still holding October 24th in London, Joe Joyce against Daniel Dubow, mm-hmm. right? And then, of course, the 24th, Gervonta Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. And then, like you said, at the end of October, uh, Niowa, Inoue-san, the monster against Jason Maloney. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that not like a packed October? Yeah. And you left out the uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. Yeah, I, I yeah I did that. Yeah, exactly. We're talking we're talking real fights, Rick. We're talking real fights, real boxing. That's what this show's about, right? Real fight fans talking real boxing, and that's what we're talking about. Not this other. And, and by the way, I'm glad that you didn't bring up this garbage about uh, Mayweather fighting that YouTube guy because oh, no. there's been yeah, because there's been I saw stuff floating yeah. around about that. I can give a crap less about that. Yeah, we're real fight on. fans, man. Th- th- that guy couldn't even beat. KSI. Right. You know, right. And and he's going to be Was Mayweather? it Logan? Was that his name? Yeah, Logan Paul. Here's the thing. I don't care, right? Like I said, this particular podcast and this boxing show is not about garbage. That's why, again, I'm not saying Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson are garbage. They were great fans in their time. But, you know, when I'm hearing Mayweather fighting against Conor McGregor and fighting against, what's the guy's name, Logan Paul? or Yeah, what? Logan Paul. Yeah. Give me a break, man. That's not a real fight. No. That's not boxing. No. We don't want to fight. That, 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 that's not what this show's about. No. And we're never going to talk about that. We're not going to break that fight down and talk about <laughs> who has a chance and who doesn't. We're never going to do that. That's yeah. not what this show's about, man. Yeah. It's about real fighters, right? Yeah. Listen. Oh, by the way, by the way, don't forget, um, Lázaro, Lázaro Lorenzana, uh-huh. right, also fights this weekend. Coming yeah. up. That's confirmed. That's in TJ. TJ. Right? So we're going to have to give a plug on that on um, on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to him. Hopefully we get a hold of him afterwards. I'm still going to see if I can make it out there. You never know. I may sneak out there, Rick. Yeah. you know, yeah. Especially now that you're bailing on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's either... You know, it's either that Showtime pay-per-view or it's the... Uh, I know. You know. And trust me, trust me, I've been thinking about that because it's also one of those trips, right? You know yeah. me enough. I go on my own, may not hear from me again. Yeah, yeah. May, may, that, may not that, hear that's from our me. worry. Right. You know, is, is, you know, I'll show up on Monday yeah. for the podcast and... Uh, that's it, yeah. Because you know. I'm showing up. I yeah. got a bunch of T-shirts. I have coffee mugs, by the way, just haven't shown you. Yeah. I got coffee mugs, T-shirts, and hats, right? And that's it. And they find, you know, my vehicle parked at the border. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, also, some stuff going on. I've mentioned it a couple times, right, with, with the charity that we're getting involved with. A couple logistical issues, scheduling, mainly on our end. But we're going to make that happen as well. Folks, that's it for now. Shoe shine in the corner. I don't even get the bell and, and my, uh, my, my, my 10 seconds anymore. Got to bring that back. Rick, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully, uh, we're able to hook up somehow for the fight Saturday. Yeah, definitely. See you guys next week. All right. Protect yourself at all time, folks. See ya.